Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill and Erina. On today's show, we have Bryce Johnson in the studio. We review round three of the A-League and discuss Canberra with Sean and much more. I'm Phil and I'm joined by Josh, Morrow and Michelle. How are you guys? Pretty good. good you? Thanks. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, what song is this? My favourite. I've gone for the um, newer version. The Sound of Silence. Okay. Bye. What's his name? Dr- Dave Draymond? Well, who originally sang it? You should know that Simon one. Simon and Garfunkel. Thank you. Oh, he beat you to that one. He's on fire. Well, I, I heard that, that last week. <laughs> <laughs> it was fire last week. <laughs> right, okay, this is Disturbed. Sound of Silence. What, that's, what has that got to do with anything at the moment? Is it about the NT disbanding? Well done. Oh, First one right of nice the season. Nice work. But that's a bit ironic for us to say that since we follow the Mariners. Shh. Right, so yes, that's right. The Northern Terrace um, have disbanded, um, and the victory have just come out and slammed them for some reason. When a club should be getting behind their vocal supporters, yeah, active support in this country is in is in trouble if the NT are disbanding because they they've been the best active support for the past eleven years in the league. So, but some people will say the RBB came along and blew them out of the water, but I think that's that's BS. I think. NT have been the, the benchmark for active in Australia. What's weird, though, is that uh, the Victory have not come out in support of them. Rather, they've come out as if they don't understand, which yeah. hard to imagine. Clowns in suits, I think. Clowns in suits now, that don't it, know what active support is. As far as I understand, the NT got new leadership at um, the turn of the season. And I, or my guess is is that they've already had enough of... Um, the club and the The club the and treatment. the Victorian police. Yeah. Like, uh, we, like we said, we had, we had issues down in Sydney with the police and the little woman that was on a power trip at the time. The Football fans get targeted. for yeah. it's And it's all because of stupid stereotypes that people outside of football like to like to give us. So we'd like she criticised us together, for being defensive. We? And I said, well, you're the reason why we're defensive, because we get targeted straight away. But we'd like to band together, but the way that the NT have gone about this doesn't give us that opportunity because we don't really know what it is that their complaint is. Yeah, exactly right. And, and so we're left to wonder whether or not the complaint is what people are accusing them of on social media, which is um, somebody got dobbed in for a flare and they didn't like it. They should have come I, I, out. There's, there's way more to the story. They should have come out and made a statement about but, it. But tell us about just it. Just going silent is not the answer. You have to... You know, as you do your protest or as you pack up shop, give us a reason why you're doing it. Otherwise, it's just for, for nil. When they don't give the full story, I think there's always, always, always something more to it. But as you said, if someone doesn't come out with the full story, people are always going to be wanting more. Yeah. I think they're just over the treatment that they've, that they've copped, the, the way in which they've had to get set seating in the in the active bay. Like, you can't bring in your mates. you got to seat. you got to stand... Right, like near your near your set seats, just active doesn't work like that. And when you ban flags and banners, and it's just ruining it. It's just trying to make it like an, an AFL cheer squad. And football fans don't like that, and it shouldn't be like that. Anyway, that's enough about them. Let's talk about us. Um, Fred's question: Where do you think Liam Rose will fit into the current squad? 
Um, well, his natural position is a CDM, isn't it? But we've already got Monty and, and Tavares there. So I'd, so I'd say try him at number 10 and see how it goes. I agree. He played a couple of times there last year and his creativity was good. And we lack a number 10 as well. I think Powell, Powell is a good player, but he's not a number 10. No, well, as we we're going to talk about a bit later, he he seemed to get lost again. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sort not of sure though whether shuffle. does yeah. Paolo really play the game that um, means that we have to have a number ten. It seems to me that he's got this sort of free roaming midfield thing going on. I, I note Monty spending a fair bit of time higher up the pitch than uh, we might often associate with Monty. So does that Tavares, mean Tavares so coming a, in, a rotating three? Yeah. Does that mean that oh, we can okay. uh, have that kind of a system where we've got uh, movement around that area and we share that responsibility for the ten? That would give a bit of it to Liam Rose. Um, might give a bit of it to Monty. Maybe we can have Monty go forward if he's seen as the most attacking option there. We have four of them, of course. Adam Berry's been spending some time on the pitch recently, so because so Monty and Tavares can play a pass. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Monty so can shoot. That's right. Um, so, yeah, any number of those could be, any three of them could be a number 10. Not, you know, distinctly a number 10, but, you know, as you just mentioned, they could switch. So, one of them, say they're going from DM up to taking the ball with them, moving forward, not necessarily starting with the pass, and then pass it off. If they get there, then the other one can come back and cover. I'm, so. I'm still of the belief that we need to look at bringing a number 10 in January, but... If that happens, I don't know. I think Tavares tried to go forward with the ball on the weekend, but he sort of like lacked the confidence. And then he just I don't went know if it's confidence. I think he got shut down. Yeah, he got, yeah. yeah. They played. They did well at shutting down individual players. So credit to Brisbane for doing that. But it is hard with Blake Powell in that position because it seems to me that they both want to get in behind both he and Roy. Yeah. And it does make it challenging for him to get himself in the game, which to me s- yeah. makes it seem like a waste. And I've, I noticed a couple of times when Brisbane tried to counter us, we were so open in midfield and they just ran straight through us. So, so I don't I, know that goes back to, the, back to the way Powell, you're saying Powell wants to try and get him behind. He leaves that space behind him in midfield. I don't know whether it is that then the, our, so our players aren't finding him at the ball, or if he's drifting to go find we're, himself. We're, lack, we're lacking a, a a ball from defence into midfield and to start an attack. We're lacking that. Yeah. So we it, get we get caught like we get caught at the back. Get, Powell gets obviously um, impatient with not receiving the ball. Goes looks for it, and then when when he's when when that ball is on, he's not there. Because he's gone and look for it. So yeah. Galloway tried that a few times when he was on. Yeah. At the end, he did a couple of nice balls from defence to attack. So that's Galloway's something promising. to look forward to. Yeah, Galloway was what signed as a centre back, but um, I, think I thought Paul I Paul said that he can play anywhere in the back four, but I think he's most likely to play left back. I, I expected McGinn to go from centre back mm. into CDM um, when Galloway came on, but that wasn't the case. Galloway just he played straight played defensive mid. So. Yeah, and he did well there. Um, but but I think that Liam Rose can fit directly back into his normal position. I wonder whether or not Monty's maybe carrying a little bit of a niggle because uh, it was machine-like last year at this point in the season. I know at the first training session that I attended he had a little bit of a niggle being looked after by treatment that day, so I wonder whether there's not something there. He um, did go off early. Yeah, so in the, um, when yeah. they were going around after the match. So I think we need that uh, that um, back up there with uh, Adam Berry and with Liam Rose, and I don't think we'll lose anything, possibly gain something by giving the boys a run there. So, um, yeah, welcome him back into his usual spot, Fred. And can I just say, Fred, thanks for calling Morrow a full-kit wanker. 
You're welcome. Well, well that's, that's, that's what we're always going to call I'm you glad on. you think it's funny, Fred, but I have a correction. I'm not just any full kit wanker. I'll have you know. I'm the full, ca- full kit wanker in these parts. Let's get these things right. And don't forget, he's the first and last um, A-League fan of the year. Exactly. 2014? Was it? Or was it 1914? I don't know. It was sometime. A lifetime ago. Anyway, that's enough about you, mate. Um, Forum Phoenix from CCM Fans. Um, he's not sort of requested, but just suggested that, um, you know, we give player ratings out of 10 and more in-depth analysis. I'll be honest, personally, I sit behind the goal and usually I have a drum around my neck. I don't get to watch the game that in-depth. Um, I know, Morrow, you're in the prawn seats, and Michelle, you sort of sit in the prawn seats, but um, so you get a probably better view than I do. Um, but also, if we did, um, you know, a, a complete review of every single person in our team, um, this show would probably take about three hours. Yeah. And we're, I've already cut stuff from last week's episode, so, you know, we can try and go in depth as, as, as much as we can. But we can maybe do yeah. like an end of season review and rate each player out of 10. Maybe something like or that. Even halfway. Oh, yeah, yeah halfway. halfway. Yeah. It's too early to tell. But yeah. I would yeah. encourage I would encourage our listeners to do what Fred Giano has done and um, send us questions. Send them to us on our Facebook page. Maybe, maybe, maybe do your own player ratings and send it to us, and we'll, we'll critique yeah, it. That. Um, yeah. yeah, for it, mate. If you want to do your your number of tens out of tens or a scoring system, um, we can look at that, and you know we can incorporate that in the show somehow. I'm more than happy to do that. We're more than happy to incorporate listeners' um, contributions. Um, that'd be absolutely fantastic, make my job a bit easier. Anyway, moving on. Um, Young Socceroos uh, drew with Tajikistan, and which meant that they failed to move through to the quarterfinals. Um, Not very good for youth Australian no. football. Disappointing. But were there a lot of European Australian kids missing? Were they not allowing their, te- their kids to come and play, or was it just a pure A-league side? I'm not sure. No, well, Kalich was there. Sure. So he, he um, had a penalty saved, which, you know, he could have won the game for us. Mm. Um, yes, it is quite disappointing, but... Another no, underage team that couldn't make a World Cup. Yeah, and Liam Rose coming back from that too. Um, Bry- um, Bryce mentioned to us before that, um, you know, he wasn't getting much game time, so he's, he's a bit downhearted and, uh, you know, probably not as fit as he could have been, but... There we go. He'll come back with something to prove then. He'll come back fired up, which is a good thing for us. Happy days. He seems to... I spoke to him at training recently and he, or before he went overseas and he was enjoying the Ocon experience, loving it. But good news for the young fellas. Uh, more overseas, Brian Jumba um, used to play for youth here. Um, scored an absolutely cracking goal from 30 yards, um, currently playing for University of Central Florida. Against oh, it was a cracking goal. goal. Cracking goal. Won the match, 2-1. So. Quality opposition in UConn as well. Big school, mm. good sports program, UConn. I'd love to see him back here someday. He's a great player. I rated him highly um, watching Academy last year, so great to see him back. Um, other news. Why am I doing all talking? Because you're, you're the, the host. host. <laughs> 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 Bizarre, really, isn't it? They've announced that we've got uh, booming TV ratings for the Hyundai League. So we spoke Very about good signs. We spoke oh, about not this. the podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, last week was down sorry, a little sorry. bit. Um, new numbers on Fox are up an impressive 50% on last season. It's good for the A-League to get a new TV deal. Yes. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I did say that um, I didn't expect any more than 80. I still don't. 
No, eighty is probably fair. Well, it's double than what that is, what it is at the moment. It's forty at the moment. Yeah. I think I think anything over a hundred is um, wishful thinking. Yeah, I think they can get more than eighty. Although I don't like talking about the figures part to it, but as long as they're getting some of that out of the free-to-air market, then we can expand. Which nine have looked at? You would oh think seven God. would too, given that Mel's there, <laughs> and she's like changed seven sport to talk a lot more about yeah, football. Ch- Channel seven would suit her as host. Mm. Miss her on Fox. She knows about football too. It's always a good thing well, for that's, commentators. That's a, that's a good thing for commentating football. You know. Oh, no, but Fox have never let that concern them. No. <laughs> very, very good point. Oh, speaking of Mel, shout out to Vince who said he's a listener and he reckons that Mel what, listens he? to this. But, um, what? Just call Mel a he? No, Vince is a listener. He mentioned oh. to me that Mel listened or listened. So I doubt that. I, I seriously doubt that too, but anyway, there we go. Probably another Mel. But if you, but if you are listening, Mel, Hi. hi. Um, seven of the 15 matches played so far this campaign was uh, through 100,000 listeners. Uh, watchers. 100,000 <laughs> listeners. listeners yeah. ABC Radio doing great guns. <laughs> <laughs> but that's very good, yeah. That's awesome. Anyone um, smell a rat? <laughs> How many people were at the game on Saturday night, peeps? 7,038. <coughs> Just over 7,000. And everyone was comfortable that's what it looked like? Um, no, it was, it was I couldn't well, see where Because I tipped 7,000, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a different, that's a different comfort. I think it was less than 7,000. I think it was less. I think it was five and a half, six. I'm not going to, you know, be too pointed how about was, it. But how for was the it first, up where you were? Because I can't see it, that. It, let's just say I've been judging crowds for 12 years mm. and there weren't 7,000 there on no. the basis of 12 years. Seven's about third full, yeah? Yeah. yeah I'd that say wasn't a third full. No, and it's the first time this year I've thought about uh, whether or not we're pushing the numbers in order to uh, meet the needs of the TV deal, which would not be so much of but a But there's always idea, been a couple of times where there's been, we've, I've thought definitely there's been more than people would have announced. The crowd has been announced. Well, under the previous CEO's regime, there seems <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of rubber <laughs> figures. It's the same crowd was, you know. I was like pulling three. a casino uh, a mm. slot, sh- slot machine lever and just getting a random yeah. number. That's so that threw a bit of confusion in, but, yeah. but I still think that it didn't quite look like 7,000. So. Uh, meanwhile, membership numbers have smashed through the 100,000 mark early this month, which means we have 5% of Woo-hoo. the membership. Woo-hoo. Keep going, people. We like but that. We did congratulate Dan but last week. Melbourne, we? Melbourne and w- and Wanderers Take completely up. dominate that. I think they've got what maybe nearly forty five between them. I think Wanderers Probably. nearly at twenty. We don't, we don't talk Victory about Victory at twenty five. So us getting five, capped. us getting five is good. What the Wanderers still capped? Uh, I don't think so. No. Now, oh, what's what's spotless? Nineteen twenty, something yeah. like that. Looked fairly empty the other night, and it said thirteen. Thousand. Yeah. Right, on to reviews. Okay. Friday night, Melbourne City at home against Perth Glory. Perth winning that one 3 2. Oh, that was a, that was a, it was a good game because City lost, to be honest. <laughs> it was a good game. Kia Hattrick. You know, I think we all tipped City to win, did we not? I think uh, it's because of the, the dar- coming off the derby, they looked unstoppable. Yeah. They as did. soon as the game started. Like football's a funny game, isn't it? <laughs> as soon as the game started, I, I think I was playing tabletop at the time. I was watching on the TV in the background and I thought, Perth are going to win this, like straight away. And um, and then, yeah, Keo, Keo coming off last week's absolute stinker gets a hat-trick this week. Like, peak A-League. How can you peak A-League? Pick this, 
It's just ridiculous. They just kept persisting. Persi- he missed a few in that game, this game as well, so he probably could have had six if he, you know, had his shooting boots on. But he played. He got the opportunity to play himself back into form, yeah. didn't he? But so easily the best part of this game was Kenny Lowe. Crazy Kenny. <laughs> came off, came off and went off at the referees and He's it was brilliant. He's got a uh, two-week ban. So mm. Possibly deserved Well that. worth it. Well worth that ban. And then what he said in the presser was absolutely brilliant as it well. It was classic. I enjoyed that. Mm. Fair play. We, we need more coaches that speak their mind, not just robots in front of the media that say what the media want them to want them to say. So... A bit, know, of, a a bit, bit of personality in coaches is a good thing. It? It's a bit boring, like when they just say the same thing all the time. I like when they oh, do yeah, get the personality. Oh, yeah, we, pl- we played well. There's I a few things one we game can improve at a time. on. Um, yeah, it's a team effort. and We can take some positives out of this. <laughs> that has to be the most overused we were the better team. in A-League. <laughs> 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 do not even go there. <laughs> no, we were a not job. the better team. <laughs> doing a good job, Paul. <laughs> right, Paul. Love your work. Uh, first game on Saturday was our game. Uh, at home against Brisbane, which we lost. Uh, do we have to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, we have to. Unfortunately, I guess it is a Mariners podcast. <laughs> Orcs. Come um, on, we should have got a point. Right. Okay, let's start from the back. Uh, Izzo. Apart from when he went gallivanting out, apart from conceding <laughs> the the one and only goal of the match, actually didn't play did, that bad. He did quite well. He did do some quality saves. He made a good save in the second half, and like he made four thought, good saves. I thought he gave us like the bird in the second half. When he made Did a good he? save. Did he? I think he like tur- he turned around and like clapped us or something as if to say, oh, th- 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 this is what you get for always giving shit to me. <laughs> Possibly <laughs> justified. <laughs> he set a wall that Whoops. was semi-decent, so that's an improvement. Well, he, yeah. did a th- he did a Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> Neil, um, right. He had bird shit on him. Why did he have bird shit on him? What? Because he's a fucking statue, that's why. He didn't move. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you referring to? What a Neil. joke. Mickey Neal. Mickey Neal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he didn't have his best game, that's for sure. No, he, did, he, he, was, he was at fault for the first goal because he let his, his, mm. his man run straight first past goal. him. The only goal. The only goal. Mm. It wasn't just him, though. There was Who did Izzo run by to head that out? I think it was McGee. Oh, I don't know. There was like three players in yeah. a triangle there. Anyway, um, Fatty was better than uh, previous weeks, but, um, you know, he got caught ball-watching again. That seems to be a thing with this team. They just watch the world pass by. Love a ball. Love a ball watch. Mm. May reflect where we live. I thought there was a fair bit of similarity between uh, us and Brisbane, actually. Brisbane looked like a team that are trying to play their way into some form, uh, using plenty of possession if they can get it to happen, and and, a similar type of um, game to us. Um, they were just lucky enough to score, and we weren't. We d- we didn't make enough opportunities. We didn't. We didn't look likely the whole game, <coughs> but Not we did all. have a couple of sharp chances that could have. Um, you mentioned to different. me as we're watching it that neither team wanted the ball. That's what it looked like. Yeah, every every, every, every oh, I was going to say every team. Each team gave away the ball. There was no ball security. No one cared for possession. I think it was different from last week where against Sydney, where we just wanted to have possession. We 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 have the ball, so they can't score. Obviously, that didn't work. I could see that this week, but it wasn't as much of back pass. It wasn't as many back passes. It was, again, it was another week where we had a lot of the ball, but we just didn't really do much with it. The the front, the front just no chemistry there at the moment either. 
I just thought Fab was a little bit disappointing for his return. He didn't really start. Yeah, he did a couple of good things, but apart from that, yeah, yeah nothing might take going. him. If, you know, early in season, he yeah. hasn't played this season, so you know, he might work his way. I think Roy needs to get the ball more at his feet than in the air. Roy, Roy needs service. That's yeah. what he needs. Yeah. Every time he gets the ball in the air, he loses it. Where if he gets the ball at the feet, he's more likely to score. He and he holds it up well when he gets when he gets it. He holds it up well for the midfield that are coming in to coming in to help. Um, I think Payne did well. Solid yeah. defensively. He was my player of the match. Yeah. He had a few good touches, yeah. Oh, uh, he didn't really have a chance to score, though. No one really did, did they? No, it was, it was a nothing game. Do, like, was it, if we didn't look like scoring, did we even have, like, a, a good chance to score? Roy I can't had even a shot think of Roy Roy that hit the side. Roy, netting. yeah, hit the side. Uh, but he was offside, yeah. Was at right, there was, like, the last minute we had a... I think in injury time we probably had more yeah. chances than in the whole match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, last few minutes. We the referee was him. close to having a few chances. He had the ball a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah oh. There he, was got, he got in the way of a Brisbane <laughs> counter and saved us. Yeah. <laughs> it was a three-pronged <laughs> possession statistic. <laughs> I uh, think no he more got more quality corners, possessions than anyone else. Yeah. Mm. Get no sh- no, no short corners. Get death to short corners, please. Right, you done with that? Happy? Yes. Okay. I, mean, I wouldn't say happy. Are the listeners happy? Hope so. I don't know. Right. We're only at one point. It. We're not that happy. Well, we're not last. That's, that's right. coming up. Um, Adelaide at home against Melbourne. Melbourne winning that two one. Yeah, this was a this was a proper football game. Really, really good game. I didn't get to watch it unfortunately. Me so can you plenty of stuff? Please elaborate. Enjoy. I was it watching at the pub. It was uh, it was a pretty good game. Um, Austin, our mate, uh, Mister Mister Great Chance that. Everyone in the pub went up for. Um, what, what, what are we calling him now? Austin, the snake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not Judas anymore. Oh come on! It was on his right foot. It was, but he, he, he put oh, it. He put it. He put it over the stadium. It was yeah. brilliant. Hang on, he hasn't got a right foot. <laughs> but um, yeah, Barisha, Barisha, typical Barisha goal. Really, just uh, a lot of poise and put it, put it on his right foot from a victory counter. Adelaide came back into it with a Elrich screamer um, on his left foot. It's curled right into the right into the corner of the net, and then scenes in the away bay when Victory scored in the ninety second minute through Rojas, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good game, probably game of the round. But it was absolute rubbish. Victory they deserved none of that. Adelaide I dominated. Mean, Adelaide exactly. dominated the, that entire second half, and From the looked way more likely to score. And then Victory exactly. could go up the other end and score the as, winner. As soon as Same Elric as scored last week against West Sydney, as soon as Elric scored, I thought that they had it won. And so did I. But and then D- and Danny Choi came on for his first first oh, appearance and hit the scored. post. Should have scored. Oh, I think I think the angle was closed on him pretty well, and. It, but the best he could have done was hit the outside of the post, which he did. Um, yeah, he would have been an instant hero if he came... Because he got that chance probably within 45 seconds a minute of coming on. And if uh, if he actually gets around that ball and goes far post if as he puts any yeah. striker should, then Thomas is left standing there looking at it instead. Or if he put a little bit more curl on the ball, maybe it would have gone in. But I think he did the best he could in the situation. But yeah, um, I think victory have got... A pretty good player in Pascali, and he makes me feel pretty inadequate when he's only 16 years old, and he's already a pretty good player because he set up the the, the winning goal for victory. And uh, a lot of victory fans are wanting Pascali to start over Bazanic in the number 10 position, which is probably fair enough because Ollie hasn't been that good for recent weeks. I didn't realise he was 16. 
Yeah, I, I only knew because of Twitter telling me or the, or everyone going on about the 16-year-old. And I thought Trent was young playing at 17, but this kid's playing at 16. It's crazy. Yeah, victory. They're all over the place. I, I'm, st- I'm still not finding much there that I rate. Everyone talked about Borussia after this game. Yep, he's, he did what Borussia does from time to time, but he hasn't done it enough as far as I'm concerned to justify all of the, you know, backslapping. I think besides his goal, he didn't have a chance, really. No, and that's been the pattern recently, and I think that Victory have got plenty to work on, and I think they're going to have plenty to work on. I'm, I'm, the longer the season has gone on, the more I wonder. People keep saying to me, which, which teams are going to finish behind the Mariners if they're not going to finish last? And I'm teetering on putting Victory behind us, to be honest with you. Are you serious? Really? Just teetering on it? Just teetering on it. I'm oh. sure they'll prove me no. wrong. They'll probably they, come out they, and smash City tonight. They, se- they seem to have an Cocaine immense... is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I wish I had some, but um, it's, uh, I expected a lot. That is a massive them. call, Murray. They bought I the best left winger disagree completely. Yeah, well, that's all right. I'm, I'm quite happy with that. I so. respectfully disagree. So we'll see if they can pull out of it. But so far, I bet you Kevin Musket is in my camp. I bet he's very disappointed with their start to the season. Right, the first game on Sunday. Wellington Phoenix are home against Sydney. Sydney winning that 1-0. They yeah. got robbed. It was it was a pretty boring game to be honest. Nothing but Wellington much happened. were decent. Right? And then good. and then the the pasty Messiah Matty Simon comes on, puts in a, a headed assist, and was it Ninkovic that was yeah. there to, to score in the ninety second minute to win it? So uh, Sydney have had a good start to the season. What are they? Nine goals, four zero conceded, top of the table. Joyful, flying. Yeah, unfortunately. Yep. Right, that last game of the round, Wanderers at home against the Jets. Um, Hilarious scenes. Very, very, very funny. Um, if it was any other team, I probably would have celebrated it, but because it was the Jets that came back, I was, I was, I was um and ah about the result. But it was, well, it's it good was that a they good got a They only got one point. So. Yeah. And uh, and Redmayne in good oh. form. Redmayne in good form ahead of the game with us. So hopefully he continues that good form. He made three mistakes. Two of them were for one goal, and the other one was for the other goal. I don't know how he let that whole free kick in. No idea. Should yeah. have should have tapped it around the post. But you know, for that free kick, he went out and tackled him, and I was going nowhere. Yeah. Anyway, so hopefully he makes that same mistake next week. All right, we're back with Bryce Johnson in the studio, uh, strength and conditioning coach and fitness guru. How are you, mate? Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. That's all right. Great to see you, Bryce. <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks for being on, Bryce. Uh, Thank you, Josh. Right, let's just dive straight into the deep end. Um, how was your winter season? Yeah, good. Do you mean playing? Or yeah, playing. Um, well, I'll say good, but most other people will say really average. Um, I had a lot of fun. So I hadn't played for a couple of years. I had the, jeez, oh about four years off. So going back when I was uh, playing with the Dragons, the mighty Gossett City Dragons, I, I played my first ever game of competitive football at age 32. So had a couple of years of them, really enjoyed it. Had a couple of years off, you know, young kids and whatever, and got back into it this year with Terrigal, all age threes. It was yeah, really, really enjoyable. Now, listeners, if you can hear something in the background, someone's trying to dig a hole through the upstairs floor into our roof. So... Just it's possums. It's just the local <clears throat> possums. They're they're burrowing through from level four. As of recording, it is ten to six. So I don't know what is going on. Can can the guy just like knock off and go home? If the possums are on speed, because that's high speed. These are daytime possums. You wait till after dark, mate. Right. 
Right. Okay. Um, are the set of instructions given to you uh, different this year and this season from from last season? How do they, how do they differ? Explain further, sorry, with the well, coaching. So, yeah, with Wormsley last year, yep. uh, the instructions given to you are less serious last year than they are now. Because no, I know, no, every coach is different. Yeah. Um, no, Tony had his serious moments. Um, a lot of people ask me now about the preseason, and I'll, I'll put it this way: I've worked with three different head coaches. So we had obviously Tony when he's in charge, and then Hutch took over in that interim period, and he had a different way of doing things and a different way of wanting things done. Yeah, my role changed a little bit in terms of what he did or did not want from me. And then when Paul and Ivan came in, it's, it's been different again. So I'd just say it's, it's different amongst the different coaches. Everyone's got their own belief system. And I suppose to answer your question, the, the communication's always different. Um, and then you work out uh, over time and you develop a working relationship and yeah, you work out a way to best effectively communicate. But yeah, it's a challenge with anyone, anyone who comes in, with it, be it players, staff, whatever. Yeah. Um, do you have an update on Adelson? Yeah, so he's had his operation. Um, how gory can we get? So Go for it. He gets a, like a cadaver ligament. That seems to be the, the choice of operation these days. With, oh, with Is that our, like a bit of metal? No, no. That's someone's ACL from their knee that's unfortunately passed away. And yeah. they take it out. Any, any sort of um, organ harvest, I suppose. And he's got someone else's ACL in his knee, and right. He's okay, because really well. when oh, I had okay. mine done, I had my um, strand of my hamstring. Yeah, yeah. they're t- tend to, tending to go away from that now. Really? There's been a bit of animal stuff there in, among the AFL players uh, over the years as well, hasn't there? The lars that they talk about is where they intertwine or weave a synthetic ligament in it. What you find with that, Nick Malcheski is probably the most famous case. Those guys that get uh, lars done tend to have to get a knee replacement the moment they retire because the ligament the synthetic ligament that is is so harsh it wrecks every other part of the knee the natural part of the knee so Jake's obviously is completely natural his operation but he's had someone else's ligament best solution though yeah, it doesn't wreck his hamstrings well okay yeah, yeah unlike your one it, it doesn't destroy his hamstrings we yeah that, well I've found that my hamstring is a lot um, shorter it, it, yeah it tweaks a lot easier now yeah so. that's, that's what we've found in sport and I've seen in my time in rugby league I've seen where we've had patella reconstructions and patella tendon the, the players yeah. say it feels a lot tighter. Um, yeah, Jake's doing well. Well, wow, okay, so it's only about three or four years since I've had mine done. So yeah, it's changing all the time. Well, How long do you think he's going to be out for? Yeah, he'll miss the season. The whole season. He'll, he'll that's, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. yeah, his timing was yeah, really and Especially bad that, that game at Knox when he came on. He was the best player on the field, I think. He was killing it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we love Jakey. He... Um, Oh, that day I remember watching him thinking, God, geez, he's playing well. It was good to see him. You know, he's really getting back into swing. And I think we had our worst fears as soon as he went down. We're thinking, oh no, because there was no one near him. Yeah, I was what happened? He, he just he just sort of turned and yep. just put it in the wrong. There was spot. no impact. It was. I actually had a look on our GPS. So you look at the impacts on the GPS. It was nothing out of the ordinary. It's obviously it was mm. just. Because um, I remember when he came on, he was he was marking Barbarusas, wasn't he, on the wing? And yeah, Barbarusas didn't get a touch. He was uh, always there in the right spot, he's intercepting. Whipping some great crosses in and doing things that Jake does. He's quite ungainly to look at, but he was playing really well. Just sad after he's worked so hard to, you know, to, come, yeah, to do it a second time. Yeah. Exactly. And, he's and working hard again. Yeah, I bet he is because yeah. uh, just watching him along the way there. He's already back on the bike, isn't he, I think? Yeah, I it's yeah. amazing now. Like, yeah. I mean, his operation, like, I don't know if he stayed nights over Phil, but to talk to Paul, he stayed two or three nights when he had his done. 
whenever Paul was playing. Jake was in in the morning and out by the afternoon. It's like a day job. Yeah, it's mine was the last in the evening, so I stayed overnight. And then yeah, yeah it's incredible so. what they do these days. Yeah, yeah. I think it took me about two weeks to get back on the bike. Yeah, it's the turnaround now is incredible. Yeah, yeah okay. like he coming in crutches the first few days afterwards, and you know his daily sort of treatment now is getting Murray to get that swelling out, move the swelling along, mm-hmm. and then get a bit of exercise, and he's you know, doing stuff in the gym All that fluid would go straight into his calf. <laughs> yeah, and they're not big anyway, so <laughs> that, that could be catastrophic. <laughs> Wish him the best of luck, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do. Uh, speaking of um, players recovering from injury, it's fantastic to see Rue. Yeah, and, um, he's done a great job. It is, now, we're going to talk about later, the game. Yes. Um, it, it looks like he's not back to 100%. Is it fair to say that? If he's not, he's very close to it now. He wasn't in Perth. Literally, yeah. he, he cramped up. Um, I think he first sort of let us know at about the 70th minute. He was lucky enough to be on our side in Perth and he said, I'm starting to cramp. By the time Murray got out to him, he'd cramped. I think it was right calf, left groin. It was his body saying he's had enough. So we got him, we got him further than we thought we'd get in the first game. Then he played the full 90 against Sydney. Ignore the result, but the amount we controlled the game in terms of possession he didn't run as far in Sydney so was, mm-hmm. we didn't even say he felt a sensation of cramping and he's run a lot more the other day against Brisbane and I think that's probably a, a pat on the back for Brisbane because they sort of made us chase the game a little bit but um, he, he covered it was north of 11k the other day in the game for 90 just minutes just him so by himself that's, yeah, so who does who, okay so on that who does the most k's then um, well, on that game specifically let's, let's wing backs or centre midfielders are traditionally the highest yep um, yeah I think he was the highest the other day. I'm, I can't remember now, but yeah, the, the centre sorry, the centre midfielders and the wing backs are normally the highest. So apart from Izzo, who would do the least? More money's on fatty. Centre backs. Yeah. Centre backs <laughs> in general. But you know what? You want them to because it means they're thinking yeah. their way through the problems. That that's. So I was lucky enough to look at a lot of data that Hutch gave me from his Welsh FA course, and they had all these different data and on formations, and the centre backs are always the lowest. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Right. Uh, are they allowed to eat donuts? No. Okay, I won't go any further. Right, Posco. <laughs> the uh, how's his quad? Coming on nicely now. Had a few days there where he couldn't do too much, but he's coming on nicely now. Okay, so how yep. many weeks is he away? Not, yeah, not sure. He, he's a couple away. Okay. Yeah. At the pregame, I won't hold that. you to that. At the pregame at the the bowling club, you said he was probably two weeks away. Yeah, he's a couple away. Harry's ahead of him in terms of Harry will rejoin training maybe even late this week. There's the next question taken from you. Yeah. yeah, no, Harry will join. How's Ascroft? done a great job. It's it's a real credit to Harry. He's going to come back ahead of schedule. He's so diligent with... What did he do in the first place? What did he, he do? He heard an abductor here. So we're over in Perth. Was it the second? First game? Yeah, first game and he did an abductor at training. Oh. He trains really hard. He's so diligent with his recovery and that's the reason why he's going to come back early. Um, now, we know that you used to pe- uh, teach PE. Yes. At, uh, Narara Valley High, yeah? Narara Valley High, yeah. And the uh, Maximum Juvie? Yeah, it's it's since shut, but yes, I had a little stint there. Uh, working, that is. Fun times? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't at first. I was uncomfortable at first because you, you, you're locked in a room with up to six inmates. You've got a teacher's aide with you, but you're yep. locked in with them. That's the, probably the most daunting part at first, but really come to enjoy it. And I did... I did some separate stints there. I did a, about a year with them and then I went over to England and worked and I come back and they were lucky or they were good enough to employ me as well. So it was great until it closed. Any funny stories from that time or not? Uh, plenty of funny ones. Not many I can talk about here. Um, 
and a couple of off air. The couple off, of days are pretty stories. hairy, so yeah, okay. Yep. I mean, right. I said it to you earlier off air, but it was ninety nine percent boredom and one percent terror because when <laughs> when the you know what hit the fan, it was on. Yep. Um, now I've been given a little something. Do we have a potential new player that's an attacking midfield with a laser guide in the foot? Not that I know. Of. Keeping Sturm? I honestly don't know. Okay. Who? All right. Nothing. Nothing. No. Just a bit of info I was given. You are talking to the wrong guy when it comes to recruitment, though. I don't. But I is he at training? Is is there someone at training? No. Okay. No. We get. What are you talking about? Nothing. I get given who I'm given, and I try and get him as fit as possible and as Spe- healthy as speaking possible. Speaking of new players, Galloway, how's he been? Good. Good. Really good guy. Fit and firing. Yep. Yeah. It, again, credit to him, and I suppose the people down at Victory, but he's in really good shape. Um, He's fitting really well with the guys. I thought he was a really good signing for us. Good, good, uh, good to get depth in the in the back four. You would agree. And he's got yeah. So he's a nice guy. That's terrific. He needs bloke. to fit in. Yeah, that's good. After the last couple of years, I think terrific that's bloke. what we need. Yeah, and he's. I think he's like him and Connor are really close, obviously. But I think he gets on well with Stormy. I mean, those Liam Paulizo. So he's a few of those young guys are from the young Socceroos. Yeah, yeah, they've all hit off pretty well. It's you know what I've learned in my short time in the A League. There's ten teams. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. You usually, uh, usually do see that because uh, <laughs> of all these teams. Yeah, usually do see that after games. A lot of players usually stand around and talk yeah. about the game, about what, whatever they're doing. Catch up. So, and yeah. a lot of them, are, you know, they've been teammates and now they're, they're quite far apart geographically, so it's probably great to catch up. Yep. Social aspects, while we're on social aspects. Social um, aspects. We've lost our good man, Hutch. And yep. um, I know he was your bestest bosom buddy when he was here. So I'm just wondering who's sort of filled that void and who in the squad. Uh, I guess it's not um, Paolo, just based on his sort of angry demeanour that, that we've seen from time to time. But who's, who's filled the gap? OK, on Paul, that angry demeanour, I don't see that. Oh, he's great, um, very passionate, and he wants his team to do well. Um, if Hutch is listening, no-one's filled that void. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We had a... Oh, really special. We're still mates now, and and those guys know that. Um, yeah, we had a special friendship. So he's the patron saint of this podcast as well. Good, <laughs> good. No, he's uh, he's a great guy, and you know, I'd love to work with him again one day. We had a really good time working together, and I learned a lot from him. And yeah, he's he's taught me so much. But yeah, we we still we still yeah, communicate regularly, and we I agreed. Well, we agreed the week leading into Sydney we wouldn't talk too much because he's still pretty close to the honey and I didn't want to slip up and give him information that he may or may not pass on, so we just agreed not to talk leading into Sydney. I think, yeah, when, uh, when it was announced that he was leaving, he sort of slipped under the radar a bit. Can you tell us what he what Hutch has been up to? Um, he's done a bit of work here at Soccer Fives, which has been good. A bit of time off, and I've been in his situation before. So there's been... no hard feelings between him no, and the club? No, he's all right. I, th- I think the club handled it the best way they could. Um, it's not an easy situation, guys, at all. And, you know, I think Paul put it the best way when he first addressed us as a group and said, you know, things happen in football. So I, yeah. as hard as it was, the, the heart the heart part of me, it was hard because I really liked a guy and loved working with him. The head part of me was, this can happen in this industry. Um, as much as, it, you know, it, it's sad to see him go, and I wish he was still here, I think it's important for... For Paul to make that clean slate start, yep. so, yeah, yeah, I agree totally, and I could totally understand what he did with bringing Ivan with him. So there's no yeah. dramas there. Um, no, Hutch is currently over in America. He's got some contacts over there, and he's been checking out Seattle Sounders and the uh, Seahawks and the uh, NFL. So 
he's doing as much learning as he can. I think he's got another trip lined up as well, but I'm not quite sure when or where that is. That's a scoop for you guys. Yeah. So the scene the scene is set for the prodigal son to return sometime in the future. If Bryce is still here, then we'll be able to have a reunion. <laughs> yeah. Happy days. That'd be that'd be wonderful. Whether it happens or not, I really don't know. Oh, and you know, I'll three to be, five years. I'll be too old by then. Prodigal so. son. He'll be too old. Yeah, I'll be done by then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having me again, guys. See you later. Thanks, Bryce. Thank Thanks, Bryce. All right, that's that time of the week. You right there? First up, we have Mr. Dog's Eye. Hashtag, bring back the marinators. Here's one from Blake. Rubbish performance from Robert. Rubbish comment from Paul. Idiotic comment. Use some words and try and explain what you think in an intelligent way. Next up from Barnes and Campbell. Stupid refs are blind. You should. These refs did not come from the NRL ref school for the blind. From Campbell, shut up. Hey man, I'm angry at the lost as well. (laughs) Now from Mr. Sattler. Well, I will never agree with you. I think the RBB are thugs. And I will never support a team like that. And any club that condones their fans letting off flares is not a team I will watch play. Well, mate, we don't condone idiots making comments on Facebook, but, you know, here we are. Here's one from Christopher. Tavarese was the player I liked watching. Does anyone know how long we signed him for? <laughs> My favourite player, Tavarese. Yeah, um, a solid player. Love the Tavarese. <laughs> If he has a bad game, do you call him Tabba Greasy? <laughs> One from Mr. Travers. Mariners should be getting 12,000 minimum. Somebody in management needs to grow a pair and tell Soccer Australia afternoon games don't work on the Central Coast. Soccer Australia. You fucking moron. <laughs> Here's one from Goldie. John Blackhawk, the thing that is wrong with the Mariners is that Charlesworth will not spend any money on the team because he can't afford to, yet he can afford to buy the stadium. Doesn't make sense to me. Goldie, I think there's an agenda to move move them to Canberra. (laughs) Go the Capital Coast. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, we love Capital Coast. And forever we'll travel down the Bruce Highway. The conspiracy theories are just rife at the moment, aren't they? There are plenty. So, uh, are we going to North Sydney yet? 
Aren't we moving there? Aren't we like splitting games between North Sydney and Canberra? That's the plan. The, the North Sydney Capital Coast Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mr. Weekly Wonder, um, I think we broke him. That's all I'm going to say. But we've got his, um, come, his wife. Come back, Eddie. Good words. Dot, 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 dot. She even types like him. <laughs> Lots of spelling mistakes too. Tonight was a disappointing, but what? <laughs> but what was more disappointing was our crowd. Dot dot dot. What is wrong with you, Mariners fans? Don't you have a voice? Dot dot. When two people in the crowd start a chant to get the fans going, why? Why are you not chanting with them to then get the whole stadium going? Dot, 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 dot. I sit on the member's side, and this is very poor. Arrow. I feel like running through the crowds yelling at supporters to use their voices. Location there. We need some new songs that people are interested in. Singing and start bringing back a show to our supporters to help our team so they can hear all of us as one dot, 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 dot. So many dots. It's like a dome. Yeah. I sit in Bay 5. So when I start singing or chanting, please support me as it's, it supports our team. Dot, dot, Well, dot, how, how can you... Dot. Looking at you, Michelle, you're from Bay 5. I am from Why Bay are five. you not supporting this damn woman? Because I was trying not to laugh at the same time. But, but how, how, can, how can you support your team with your voice when your mouth is full of prawn sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, really, you're trying to get the whole statuim going. Statuim? Yes. Oh, sorry, that's a misspell. I didn't see that bit. I did? Oh, I missed it! Oh, What? Chanting oh. with them, then get the whole stadium going. It's not the iam, it's the uim. <laughs> so, so we've got we've got spelling mistakes, mistakes. We've got overuse of full stops. Definitely Eddie's wife. Incorrect punctuation. Terrible grammar. Caps everywhere. I, I really like that stadium, Centrico stadium. So many caps. I think mm. it's better than than um, the pre- the predecessor though, which was overuse of Facebook. Yes, and it also highlights the piss poor effort of us in Bay Five. <laughs> Well done. No comment. <laughs> Prawn singer elite. Right, we're joined by Sean Millicamp. How are you, mate? I'm going good. I'm going good. That's good. Right, now we had a lot of people ask us to... We brought it up last week, but they've asked us to talk about it again. And they've actually asked us to talk to Ivan, but you're probably the next best guy to talk to. Um, he's... He, okay, the fans are concerned after reading his comments and reading what uh, the papers down there have said about, you know, Capital Coast Mariners, you know, that if, if these two games are successful, they'll get more, etc., etc. Now, I know that you sort of cleared things up on, on a live stream, during the week, which answered my questions, but you just want to go through that and just clear it up for anyone listening. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, yeah, we genuinely want to engage with the Canberra football community, and um, and I'm sure that we can empathise from some of the other codes that to genuinely engage, you've got to you've got to be real, 
in many aspects. But there's a balance to be found there as well. So it's it's none of it's to be at the detriment yeah, of of here. Um, and um, so yeah, so so Ivan is a is a very um, influential, you know, passionate, and um, and he's a he's a very well respected football uh, person down there. And uh, and Ivan's the one who said to us, if you if you want to get this to work, you've got to be real and you've got to be there and you've got to do it, you know, sort of thing. And and so the the Capital Coast Mariners Club, in essence, which he's forming, is starting as a coterie group. Uh, of businessmen to get together, which we saw at the FFA Cup, um, and so the the nickname of the Capital Coast Mariners is what he's generating locally to get people behind it, so that they believe that this is actually a club, you know, for them that they'll buy into. Because at the moment, just getting them to buy into the Central Coast Mariners is is a, is a tougher is a tougher moment. So if, right, so it's a subsidiary of the Central Coast Mariners Club. It's a nickname. It's a nickname it's for a nickname. us when we're in Canberra. Okay. Yeah. So so that's that's exactly how it's you know being positioned down there. Um, and uh, and for anyone down there in Canberra, I'm sure that they'll they'll empathize with the uh, GWS Giants um, and what worked for the GWS Giants is they started to call themselves Territorians. Um, and the the Territorians tagline uh, and the unique jersey strip that they have when they play in Canberra are the things that meant something to the people down in Canberra. And uh, and for us, if if we generally want to get them to to turn up and and be there, we've got to be real. Um, we've got to give it a good crack. And um, but it's not about yeah, you know, it's it, it, it's not about anything from the detriment you know, to up here. Um, but you know, we do know that that is something that is is very precious to to everybody. But there's no no changing of logos or you know changing of of official names or anything like that. Uh, what we've got is we've got a small community that's building. I think is really intriguing that. Um, the uh, the capital punishment supporters group are looking to come to the game and join in with the Yellow Army. So there's some breaking news for you there, but it sounds like they want to get behind us and, and support us, and that has come purely on the back of uh, of Ivan's work down there, where they're going. Well, if Ivan's in, and yeah, and this is headed in the right direction, then then we're in as well. Um, well, because a lot of fans see it as moving more than two games down there. Yeah, I don't. That's that should never have. That's not. It's not okay. possible for starters. Our stadium agreement doesn't doesn't allow for that, and there's no intention to do that. Okay. And it doesn't make any. Um, yeah, I've never said that. With the clubs never come out and said that. So, um, so, so rather than jumping at shadows, uh, I hope everyone just yeah listens to to what's reality that's there. There's a yeah. So rumors yeah. spread quickly on social media. Yeah, and there's some sensitivity to this particular pol- these particular politics. But you know, as long as we're understanding of that and we've got that balance about and and we understand what people up here might think of that, then obviously we do have to be real in Canberra. I th- I personally think it's really important for us to make a success of this. It's also important for us to make sure that our fans understand that we're here to stay. So as long as we run that line. Um, well, then, then I think we can do both. So yeah, and and look, we're yeah, we're we're looking to to put a proposal to the council to buy the stadium. You know, so I, yeah, that's I, I want to make sure that that's that's <laughs> yeah, sort of balancing the same conversation there from a, a reality check in in, in regards to. I know where we, the we covered this in stupid things on Facebook, like yeah. the fact that you know that one person's whinging that uh, Charles West's not spending money on the team, but wants to buy the stadium. The next person's commenting that he wants to move it down to Canberra. Like it's just stupid, mm. absolutely stupid. Yeah, and yeah, those those investment decisions from uh, from Mike are, um, yeah, there's 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 a there's a there's an investment 
opportunity for them to, to purchase something that can help the club in the long term and to, to really you know, have some infrastructure. That's a, it's a totally different conversation than, than what happens on, on the day-to-day business expenses, which, which would involve a player's payroll. And, um, and whilst we appreciate that all fans, and quite rightly, they should, they should, they should want us to, to, to have the best team that we possibly can on the, on the paddock, um, but um, but there's still a reality to the day-to-day business and, and, and cash flows come into things and making sure that we pay the bills uh, that are here today is, is a very real thing. And Mike's come out publicly and said the club still needs to run uh, yeah, in, a, in a smart fiscal capacity for this season in particular as we head towards a new broadcast deal is, is something that we're all looking forward to. Um, but, yeah, we, we haven't... yeah. We haven't just all of a sudden waved a magic wand and then you know solved all, all, all the club's ails either. There is just a long-term strategy that's moving in the right direction, and um, and if we continue on this path, then then we, we're going to be in a better place than tomorrow than we are today. Okay, to the gentleman I had a, a quite extensive argument with the, on the other day on a social media. I don't know why I do this. There's your response. You're looking for the club have been open and honest about it. They're not hiding anything. So you can shut your gob. Right. What is the latest with the stadium? What is the latest with the stadium? Uh, The latest with the stadium for us is we are making sure that we understand what we're talking about, to, to, to be frank. So there's... We've, we've we've come out there and we've and we've said and we've you know we've approached council and said we are interested we are looking at this yeah you know, so that so they know where where we're where we're headed in this direction. Uh, uh, but for are we us, interested? Sorry, are we interested in management rights or the stadium? Both. Okay. Yeah. So and and even to the point that even if it wasn't a case that uh, that that the right thing for the community was for the Mariners to purchase the stadium or have the management rights, if for nothing else the conversations being had. Right now, that's that's probably the most important thing that we are wanting to to get out there is let's have this conversation about our stadium uh, and, and how important it is into Gosford and how important it is to our community, and uh, and and I don't think anyone can knock us for saying, well, look, here's an option that we believe is better, um, but yeah, by all means, if there's if there's other options, we will gladly get behind uh, what is the right thing for the community. That 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 we're very passionate that that comes first. So, but um, but if we if we don't do anything as the main as the main anchor tenant, then then who is? So really, what we want to get is a better seat at the table, so that we can actually discuss how the stadium gets used in the future. There's no absolutely no doubt the stadium has been underutilised in the last few years, and that to me has led to, or it appears that that's led to some sort of softening of budgets around how the stadium is maintained. That's the opposite to what I think we need when you look at the facilities we've got there. And I, I don't really care if we own the stadium. There's people talking about how it's a public asset, it shouldn't be sold to a private business, all that kind of stuff. I'm OK with that. I'd just rather see us get a better deal and I'd rather see Gosford Council properly utilising the stadium. So I don't really care what the name of it is, whether we're the owners of the stadium, the runners of the stadium or, or what we are, if we get a better say in how it's managed, a better say in how it's improved and uh, we get some progress on that so i guess that's what we're primarily trying to do absolutely absolutely the the key points that 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 we that we want to raise about the stadium and getting it improved however we get there that's but as long as we're getting there um is 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 a great conversation i i I don't think anyone can deny is is worth having and and i I actually want to take this opportunity while while i'm here as well to, to make sure i clarify that um none of this is about the um uh, about the current management in the stadium, we think the world of the management there. There's there's been some feedback, you know, to us. We're meant to have Kathleen today, but yeah. some things come up, yeah. which meant she couldn't come in. So. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, 
we think the world of yeah, our relationship is fantastic. They they bend over backwards for us as a club. They really do. There's always challenges with any biz, two businesses working close to close to each other that cross over. That you know someone's got to got to send someone else an invoice. There's always those moments. But but none of that is um, should should have ever been you know. Um, Confused with the fact that we're uh, that we're not in full support of uh, of Kath and her team and what's happening there, and I want to take this opportunity to to, to get out there and say that because they do a wonderful job for us, um, and, um, and and yeah, I, I, I wouldn't uh, I, I wouldn't swap over that management team for anyone. Uh, I've, I've you know, worked with plenty of stadium management teams, and um, and Kath is right up there. Um, now you mentioned on your live stream the other day that. Um the FFA, did you say the FFA requires a catchment pool of a million? Is that what you said? I just can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, that's that's uh, been uh, said many times from the FFA where they'll, you know, they're saying is we'll fish where the fish are when it comes to expansion. Um, and the same conversation came back to clubs. So when the Canberra strategy was first, um, you know, was, was first you know, proposed for us internally, um, really came from, I went to the FFA and I personally asked them, I said, what does the FFA want to get out of Central Coast Mariners? Do you want us to shore up you know, a, you know, the, the Central Coast and, and show you a business model of, of, of how best practice can be done here so you can take that model to other similar markets? And, and they said, no, that's not what we want. We need every A-League club to have you know, a, a catchment pool of a million to, uh, uh, one to 1.1 uh, million uh, minimum. And so, so then that's when the conversation was, all right, so how do you spread your wings? This is really you know, the, the undercurrent that came through. The FFA and football, um, you know, or the Football Federation of Australia said the best thing that Mariners can do for the sport is to grow and have a better popula- a bigger population so that we can drum up in, you know, increased broadcast and you know, more sponsorship you know, and, and have a bigger fan base uh, in that aspect. And, um, and that's what we're working towards um, to, to deliver on. Right. Um now, how do you how do you think the uh, post game went the other day? The post game went the other day. So the post game was 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 bumpy. There was, yeah, there was. Uh, it's it's intriguing. So the um, the thing I liked about it was the fact that there was a moment where we all got together and and it and it felt like us, you know. So so I I really did standing there see the crowd behind and and the photo that was taken and. Uh, and the way the boys got behind it, because it was unnatural for them, because we haven't done it. But this is about creating something yeah, in the long term. Unfortunately, it didn't play out that we went bang, 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 and 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 beat, beat Brisbane and you know come home because it would have made that moment totally different. But it's uh, uh, still something that um, that we feel is important. Uh, we knew it was going to be a challenge for for so many people who are so used to the boys signing all the autographs coming through. Uh, but to get Nick Montgomery back into those sheds for his rehab as quick as possible is is so important for us. And, he did um, look like he needed that. Yeah, yeah. So and um, and, and that's that's where yeah um, where where at times we we've got to make sure that we still look after a football club. Um, but yeah, things can definitely improve. And uh, and same for pre match. Did you get into it, Jimmy? The post match? No, yeah. I had to go. I already mentioned this. I had to go over and join the family at Chinese. Josh. Oh. No, I didn't. Oh, so I, I left. So the full kit wanker was the only person in the photo. Was he? Apparently. <laughs> I'll be there next time. <laughs> I miss you guys. <laughs> what do you What do you got, What do you guys think about it? How, how do you guys feel uh, about the post match and how it went? There's been, yeah, plenty of uh, critique, which there always is, because that's uh, that's that's how we roll at the Mariners. But I'm I'm really keen to hear from you guys. Okay, I'm going to start with the pregame. Um, the band on the pitch were yeah. out of time to 
the drums on the audio? Yeah, well, let me let me start on that one for starters <laughs> because I'm gonna I'm gonna call out a few people, Jesse Canning, in particular. <laughs> He's so, the fish. So let's just let's just highlight that uh, for starters. Yeah, after his superhuman effort, <laughs> making sure that um, and I know you're listening, Jesse. So you know where I'm going with this. Making sure that the song that gets played over the speakers is the right song can sometimes you know. Make things a little bit easier it for was everybody. It just a drum track, wasn't it? Yeah, the wrong track was played. Oh, right. Okay. So um, so anyone who was anywhere near me over on the Eastern Stand <laughs> would have known that, yeah, uh, there, was, there was about, yeah, I was very close to causing a damage bill at the stadium. Um, but, you know, uh, I was the one out there saying that this is going to be great. And, um, and so thanks, Jesse. Uh, we've got some work to do in that space. Uh, I agree with the band. It's, it's, it's an interesting challenge for us on the pitch because they sound so much better from Bay 16. Um, I've, I've, okay, from my experience, when previous seasons when we've had more than one drummer in the Bay, before the band came along, um, we tried doing something with two drummers on either side. And what we had to do is um, sync up uh, visually, not with audio, because the audio would have been right out. So I don't think there's a way you can get the band in sync to the speakers. I don't think there's any way you can do that. Hmm. And the fact the speakers didn't work, it was like a double whammy. <laughs> yeah. So not only was it the wrong track, but I could barely hear it. I was, it was, it was a tough morning for me there. Well, uh, I'm not going to go any further with the stadium announcer, because anyway, that's another issue. Um, a lot of people couldn't hear her. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Um, we are we are working heavily with the stadium to find out how quick we can get some improvements on the speakers. There, well, you can so. hear the guys from CFM. Okay. Yep. So was they, they were coming through clear. Yep. Um, was it Brian Gordy? Is that who yep. it is? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You could yep. hear them clear enough, but the other person couldn't hear a thing. Cool. But I thought it was good for us to have a crack at something. We've taken a decision that we've got a song before the game. We've taken a decision that there's a song after the oh, game. Oh, it was brilliant hearing the song before hey, the game, yeah. I don't like either of the songs personally. They're not my, my music, but that's what? what's been Elvis. chosen. I'm, I just wasn't one of the people who voted for it. I'm not saying I don't no. like it. I'm just saying it wasn't Wasn't he here when we spoke about it? Yeah, yeah in he this was. Room? Of, the, of the songs that have been he enjoyed speaks by... He's speaking up now. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was thinking that the same, uh, Actually, the can you get Facebook... Uh, can you actually? I'm going to tell a funny story. I'm going to I'm going to ask you here. Here we go. All right, this this will be some content. So, <laughs> so, so you know, like fishing out a dope. We've got our uh, <laughs> we we you know so so I spoke to the team about the pre-match function was happening and and they said oh actually we want to have somewhere for a pre-match meal so we can get the team together. It's a big part of the uh, the team culture that they always eat together, and they hadn't been doing that on match day, so they want to bring that in together on match day. So wanted to get together and have a meal. And for those who came uh, to the pre-match function, would have seen the boys all, all getting together there at the bowling club, and so um, the, the boys are about to leave and. I I said to Powell, I said, yeah, some of the members are over there. We, we should really go go and say hi. I said, yeah, it'll only be a quick second. Just before he goes, actually, who's who's Aaron Morrow? Right? And I said, why? He goes, oh, well, the journo, he, he wrote this you know, this article and he was bagging me out saying he didn't know what I was talking about and he just, you know, he might have missed a few things that, you know, understanding the context of what, you know, of what I was saying to, to how the guy? players respond. And I said, that's interesting because... The first member you're about to meet, pal, is Aaron Morrow. And it was, it was kind of awkward. <laughs> so he does read social media then. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, yeah, that was uh, – yeah. So, anyway, Aaron, I'm looking forward to your next blog, yeah, talking about the Elvis track that, uh, that you decided <laughs> it's to – It's going to be good. What I wanted to say there about that so- the song thing is we've taken this choice. Not everybody's going to love it. Not everyone's going to hate it. Somewhere in the middle is where everyone's probably going to sit. If we get on the back of something, then we can build our own Anfield. I'm only saying Anfield because I'm an LFC fan. 
Okay. So Unfortunately. Sorry, buddy. But we can all argue about songs or we can get on the back of it. That's all I'm saying. Well, what I can say is if we leave the Elvis track to just be the Elvis track, that that's all you hear, then it won't work. But if you play the Elvis track and people are singing along and get behind it, it will work. Uh, that will only happen when we win. You know, so so there is a there is reality there. We go through and we have a good win and we play that track. That track sounds totally different at that moment. Yeah. Until then, yeah. it, it, it will be yeah, me beating my head on the table wondering what's going on with and these that's speakers. that's the same and for the any song. Yeah. Not just that song, any yeah. song, yeah. So yeah. all those song suggestions out there, shut up. Just get me on this one, sing it. So, Right, now the live uh, feed you've been doing, you've oh. had a lot of audio issues. Cuck. Have you sorted that shit out? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Gabby Bowles, I'm housing her there too. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I can just house my staff. Tyson Scott, let me talk about this one. I'm gonna Is there anyone you've missed? Oh, it's late. I'm firing up. You know, there's no doubt about this. So, so, so we're there and I wanted to do the, uh, the, the you know, Q&A with everybody. 12.30 was, you know, made an ass of myself saying I'm going to be on 12.30. And Ty- I, had a, I had a driving lesson to do. Tyson's right next to me. That. Tyson's right next to me and we're checking the audio on his on his laptop. So so I actually had a plan to check the audio. The audio wasn't working and he's, he's on the computer and he can see that it's not on Mariner's members but he didn't pick up that it's not on Mariner's members that it's on my own personal Facebook. So I've now got this massive long list of new friends you know who, who all then jumped on to see on my, my own personal facebook and uh <laughs> you know so um and then yeah the the microphone i don't know it's hit and miss we plug it in sometimes it's working sometimes it's not and because when you're on facebook live you don't know if the audio is there so kind of sort of starting by saying is the audio working and uh and trying to get that test so it's uh yeah I'm learning every day. I'm not a social media guru. That's why I have a media manager who uh, continues to let me down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tyson. He's a lovely guy. He's a bit stressed today. You have to give him a bit of a break. Yeah, well, you know, been if flat he out. keeps his form up of you know, stitching up the CEO, he'll be getting a rest. So <laughs> anyway, let's just say let's just say he's going on holidays soon, and so the the interviews leading into the Adelaide, Adelaide game will will be of a worse standard as I take over. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, thank you very much. You've, I think you've cleared some stuff up for some worried people out there. So Yeah, yeah, look, and and I do think it's probably getting towards that time that we should be having a public forum, uh, whether it's whether it's digital, whether it's live. We're, we're definitely building towards that. We know it's getting towards that point. There's been quite a while since we've really uh, called it out for everyone to, get to, to come and have some Q&As. The club's, club's been moving quickly in a, in a lot of aspects. Things have changed, but now we've got the COE here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a much more easier opportunity for us and um, um, and we genuinely want to keep having the honest conversation with everybody about the journey we're on. All right, excellent. Well, thank you for joining us. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, guys. Right, games coming up this week. Weekend, I should say, shouldn't I? Friday, mm. Melbourne City at home against Adelaide United. Oh, should be a good game. Now, as we speak, City, City, just City and Victory have just walked out for oh. the FFA Cup game. For a face-off? So, oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. No, no face-off, thank God. Oh, God. Um, City were not that great last week. Last week. Adelaide, Adelaide will be... Upset that they lost the game, which they probably should have won, or at least got a point out of. But I will sit on the fence again. Splinters in my bum and say draw. I think City will complain about the short turnaround if they lose. But I think Adelaide. I'm going to say draw. 
I think Adelaide uh, can. Um, I get think this Adelaide one in the are bag. missing Enrique as well. Did I see that? And yeah, yeah, he's, he's out. Injured. Yes, another he's one out for injured by a couple of weeks. Play. No, he's out for like uh, six weeks. Oof. Well, that's Serio and Enrique gone, which is big, which are big losses for Adelaide because both of them started the season well. Yeah. I thought I thought Adelaide looked good though, with all due respect after. Um, Enrique left the field. I so agree with that, actually, Morrow. He should stick uh, to the bench. Yeah, and I don't. I don't really. I, I think um, City have got a fair bit of work to do to coordinate all of their, um, you know, fine signings. So, um, yeah, I think Adelaide can do this. And as we said before, Rose. Oh, we did. Did we say it before about Rose having a shocker with the the goal that Perth eventually won the game on, where it's he headed header. he headed it backwards and then headed it again yeah. straight to Keo for Keo to score. Beautiful. So all those comments whinging that um, Rose is gone, just stop. Watch Melbourne City yeah, games and then just watch him exclusively. Right, so first cup, uh, first game up on Saturday. Jets are at home to Sydney. Oof. Tough one. I'm going to tip um, Sydney. I'd I think say Sydney, Sydney are going to be too strong. Sydney too strong. There's only one team to tip in this and it's Sydney. That's right. Yep. This uh, this game's going to expose who the imposters are, though, because one of Newcastle Imposter or Sydney, Derby. It could be the imposter derby. One of Sydney or Newcastle are the imposter. I think um, Newcastle so are punching above their weight. Is, yeah. is it, it's yeah. almost like, are Sydney the real deal, or are Newcastle actually going to be half-decent this season? Exactly. So I think um, that Sydney have looked contenders since the get-go, and they've got plenty of depth, so they are going to be hard to beat. The question is whether or not Newcastle can continue the form that they have had in the last few weeks, and uh, I don't think they can. Sydney. Yep, Sydney. Um, weather late game. Wanderers at home against us at Spotless Stadium. Um, hopefully, we'll, hopefully, hopefully we'll get a few people there, but... The away bay at Spotless looks really dodgy and really far away yeah. from anything. Look, there, the, there are no trains away on. bay at Parramatta sucks anyway. Well, yeah, the, but the one at Spotless really looks even worse. Away. Yeah, it looks worse. And there's no trains. Yeah. It's yeah. very disappointing. It takes the a lot fun more parking, out of getting, getting uh, organised to want to be at the game. A lot of people hate Olympic Park and that's the reason why. I don't mind going to Olympic Park. It's, it's easy for us coasties because it's actually easier to get to the west than it is to get to the city. Way yeah, easier. I agree. I agree. And, the, and yeah, straight, straight off the freeway, it's pretty easy for um, us. But yeah. We're going to go, if we do get there for drinks, we're going to go to Novotel. So if, you up down, if you're down there early, uh, get there. So that's where we'll be. Um, are we tipping on this? We automatically tip ourselves. We have to. But realistically, who are you going to tip? I'm going to tip draw. I'd realistically tip draw. I think we're good enough to get a point and they're in bad form. Hopefully Redmayne gives us a couple of goals. Maybe three or four would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably wishful thinking. But uh, yeah, obviously I want to. Obviously we have to tip us. But then I'd say I think we're good enough for the draw. Okay, so the game on Sunday. Now when I looked this up, it said um, to be determined, but it is Brisbane at home against Perth. I don't know what come up um, to be determined, but there we go. Um, I'm going to tip. Op- oh, Perth. I'll tip Perth for that one. Yeah. I think Perth are in pretty decent form, and Brisbane. You know, if if, if, if you're only just scraping against us, then you're not in the best shape. So, yeah. Perth. Yeah, I agree. Perth. They're Definitely a lot way Perth. better than Brisbane so far. Yep. Yep. And uh, the only question mark over them, of course, is playing away. But uh, they played well away. Um, uh, who did they play last week? City. 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 And um, so I think they can take that away form to Brisbane and probably do the same there. But then can we legitimately question the away thing every week now with Perth? They've got to come so far that every year they say the same thing. I think the going there thing. is more difficult than coming over here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the reasoning for why that exists, you know, that's that's for, that's their problem and for them to think about. But the 
fact is that it has had an impact in the past in their form and the question is whether they can break that. They have started well this they season. So. Now, the Monday night game, it's at the f- yeah, it's November, isn't it? So yeah. the Tuesday, they've got the day It'll be the, 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 yeah. the, night, the night before the Melbourne Cup. That's yeah, right. Melbourne Cup's on Tuesday. Victory at home against Phoenix. Victory. I'd say victory. No, I think Phoenix. They've been rubbish. They haven't, so have they they haven't scored. They haven't scored in three games, and they haven't looked likely. But they looked a little besides bit better Barbarissus, last week. Besides probably Barbarissus, who had a couple of one-on-ones, but were caught offside. I think victory have dead set been ordinary, and not to the victory standard that we're all used to seeing, and we're all used to. Yeah, seeing. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm going with the draw. But it's a long set. I think. I think victory. I think they'll come into their own. I think. I think they'll improve. As the season goes on, hopefully, like we will. Maybe tonight will help them. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. I think if they if they have a good result tonight, that'll spur them on. Especially trying to make up for the the, the derby loss a couple of weeks ago. But in truthfulness, I think Wellington should have got more out of the game on the weekend. They're unlucky to lose. They I think. I think. It, I think it was a. I think they they probably deserved the, the point, but Sydney stole it late. And this is why I think they can get the point against victory. That um, so you go and draw, Aaron. I'm going the draw because I still Fair. I cannot. As in my earlier comments, I cannot rate victory. They've done nothing for me to rate them over. And uh, Wellington were improved last week, and uh, I think that they can take that a step further and trouble the victory. Is the is the game at Etihad or Amy? Games at Etihad, mate. Uh, okay. Well, the last I remember the last few years it's been at Etihad for some reason. So. Victory have a good record there, although they did lose there a couple of weeks ago, but they usually have a good record at Etihad, so I'll go with Victory. I don't think a lot of people in Melbourne will have this game on their mind on Monday night. Maybe not. I think it'll still be a decent crowd. It won't be. It won't, be it won't go near a sellout. I think it'll still get 20k. But it also is a public holiday on Tuesday. Yeah, Even that, more that's, why, that's, why it's on, that's why it's on that Monday night. That's the end of this week's show. Uh, thanks again to Sidelines. Um, don't forget we've got our charity night coming up on the 7th, 7th of December. Um, you should see some um, posters or flyers coming out for that. And we're going to um, collect money and collect tickets and entry to the to the night um, via Eventbrite. So to keep your eyes posted and um, your ears listening, and that should come out pretty soon. Bye. 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 Through the valleys of the night, through the mountains and the lakes, if they tear me apart.